All right, and we're live. Welcome, everybody. This is the Reality Czars Podcast, and I'm your only host tonight, Nate. Tony's still at work, and I have the fucking fortune to talk to the great uh, James Evan Pilato. Man, I am so stoked to talk to you. Uh, dude, you're like you and like maybe two other shows are the only ones that I support like financially. You guys are the fucking best. I love you guys. Uh, I'm proud to be part of the kingdom. So uh, do you want to tell everybody a little bit about yourself and where they can find you? For, uh, for sure. Uh, MediaMonarchy.com has been my website for over 16 years. That's where nearly everything I do gets gets posted. Um, it started out as a free blog spot um, back in 2005. It's slowly grown through the years. Thanks to all kinds of awesome, engaged, motivated people out there that have kind of, you know, just kept all this going. Yeah, MediaMonarchy.com, that's pretty much where everything is, or can get you to the other places. Awesome, man. Yeah, I'm super pumped to talk to you. I think, dude, my big red pill, I mean, I had my red pill for becoming a libertarian and then becoming an anarchist and then an agorist after that. Uh, but my big red pill, I think, was actually probably around 2020, maybe 2000, late 2019, before all this shit actually happened, uh, was listening to Pete Quinonez's show. And then he had Richard Grove on. And so then I started listening to like his old, like the Peace Revolution podcast, like the old ones. And then I heard uh, you and James Corbett mentioned at the end there. And so I looked you guys up and then like from there, I've been like, I've been listening to you for the last two years. And uh, dude, you definitely, you guys definitely kept me sane through this whole entire thing and uh, definitely helped me, uh, you know, just, uh, I didn't fucking get jabbed. My family didn't get fucking jabbed. We're fucking good. We're solid. We just had a baby. He's fucking unvaxxed, uncut. He's fucking a solid human being. And I want to thank all you guys. So, man, that's, I mean, it's been the last two years have been nutso. But for me, going through kind of essentially maybe what you did after 9 11. There were dudes that I was able to, and, and people and folks, t to listen to that maybe kept me sane back then when in 2002 and three, it was like, oh my God, Bush is going to kill us all. This is all going to be New World-like, and here's this fake enemy, Carrie, like we're dude. It was pretty, and, and this is something I talked about. I got, I got to hang out with Rich recently on Grand Theft World, and we kind of talked about that. It was like this. As truthers, in some ways, it used to be a lot harder. There weren't as many platforms. It wasn't as it wasn't as easy to to do a lot of this stuff. And what I think, what did Grove say? It was like every every show was like, you know, gi giving birth to some big like, oh, we got this next episode out. It's so important, even more important than the one before, and not in any bullshit hype way, but just it felt pretty fraught at the time. Yeah, in, in the early aughts, post 9-11. And they're rolling out all these weird, all these weird new controls and all these new things that you can and can't do and you might get in trouble for if you don't. COVID and 9-11 to me are, they're so, yeah, they're for so sure. Similar. And that for me, trying to figure out what the hell was going on after 9-11, having it linked back to JFK. Yeah. 
helped me kind of see like, oh, this ain't no isolated thing. This isn't a screw up. This is long term plans that long term families and organizations have all been have all been working on. So, yeah, for sure. To be able to I mean, that's that's awesome to be able to (laughs) now be in a spot to where other people can say to me, because I feel like I've gotten pretty fucking aggro and, and, and raged out the last couple of years. I haven't been exactly stoked to see my friends and family lose their minds for Trump and then COVID and then whatever the next thing is. But I, yeah. I appreciate that. You're making a difference, James. You're making a difference. I can tell you that for sure, brother. So thank you. <laughs> And like you were saying about like COVID and 9-11 being so similar, I, I make memes for a living. Well, I'm also a cook. I'm a cook, but I also make memes for a living. And uh, one of my biggest memes that blew the fuck up was just this stupid uh, someone passing the baton, like running in the Olympics. And I said 9-11 and to COVID-19 and tyranny. And I fucking made that one. Jesus, that one, hundreds of thousands of shares. That was a wild one. Was that in, in those shares on, on Twitter? On Twitter, uh, yeah, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere. That fucking, it was so, a couple. So quick, quick then sidebar, because I, I haven't actually been on the air. So then there's been stuff, of course, that's happened. That's like, oh, we haven't, I haven't done it on the show. Oh, that was like two years so, ago. I met that meme. But, but Elon <laughs> yeah, yeah. just bought. Twatter. Yeah, I was going to talk to you about that. What, do you, what are your thoughts on that? Isn't it? I mean, it's. It's it's so funny how he gets posed as this like freedom fighter. He's the good guy. He's the good guy billionaire. (laughs) The richest man in the world. And it's because wasn't it was Bill Gates at some point the richest man in the world? I think he was. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah. So now literally speaking of passing the baton to have the new richest man in the world being a troll dick to the former richest man in the world on Twitter as though they're some kind of enemy. Yeah. Or something. I mean, I, I, I have thoroughly enjoyed being on Twitter. I was kind of, I was a fairly early adopter on there. I forget if my counts, maybe Oh eight. Um, had a black, but it's like, oh man, I got it. I have to get off of that thing. I had to sort of. I haven't. I didn't delete or shut anything down. But it's like, I've, I've told myself I haven't. I haven't used Media Monarchy Twitter in 2022. Um, people go on there and be like, "There's a fucking tweet from an hour ago." I have automatic things that if Corbett publishes or I publish, it automatically hits the Twitter feed. So that doesn't count. <laughs> um, yeah but what if we, we're gonna get longer tweets like is that gonna be the whole the whole thing that we get out did of you it? hear the little part though he said i want to i want to see uh uh ver- identity identity verification was part of that as well <laughs> and people just brush over that part and so i think that's going to be i think that's going to be part of your free speech might be attached to your name or something like that i i don't know we'll see what how that goes because I mean, that's definitely, I mean, that has, that obviously has to be a part of the plan. Your name. And the good guy is bringing it, though. And and this is in the name of free speech. He's fighting the good fight. (laughs) And so many dummies. You'll be verified to to fight the good fight. You just have to make sure, you know, you get your retina scanned. And then you can say the things to, then you can stick it to the powers that be. 
<laughs> like even to just say it out in a sentence again like if you put it in the next disney marvel movie that opens next week or last friday they'd be like all the storylines are are all there in the media all in all in the netflix shows all the documentaries i mean wasn't wasn't Black Mirror a British thing that, of course, is so yeah. successful? They were like, shit, we got to get this in America. Dude, it's wild. Have you, did you ever watch any of those episodes? Mm -mm. Dude, they fuck you up. Mm -mm. But they, they're they not even like... I actually think that like some of the writers said they had to stop because they couldn't keep up, though. <laughs> That's, I mean, the, the main dude, yeah, the, the main creator guy. It's kind of sad that it was like, Shit, we're I don't next week. Actually, not only like oh, we were keeping ahead, <laughs> but essentially, I think just right at the start of the pandemic, I think he basically in talks of are there going to be other new series or seasons or whatever. He's like, I don't think any fucking buddy wants new Black Mirror right now. Myself, like, <laughs> basically, like I don't think anybody can deal with any of new any new episodes of that right now, dude. They're super fascinating, and I really enjoyed some of them, but. A lot of them make you feel like shit after you watch them. Huh. <laughs> I've, I've definitely a little bit of in, in all, of course, my obviously it's media monarchy for a reason. I'm a media nerd, records playing. Hey, you get off of there. Um, <laughs> these new spiritualized reissues kind of sound like ass, unfortunately. That's the whole problem with the big vinyl rush, is now they're rushing out a bunch of stuff that, oh, this looks really pretty and sounds like butt um sidebar it's not called media monarchy on accident but definitely doing the newsing of it i mean to again to go back to the aughts and be like okay another terrorist video or some beheading or bombing or something like i definitely reached a point yeah <laughs> uh, well especially, especially with this has been the helpful thing of all the more people joining in when it felt like there weren't as many of us, we all did have to work harder to save and archive and or propagate important information. Once more and more people were involved and in a bunch of ways, outpaced my ability. I mean, I'm DMing people on Discord in Media Monarchy all the time. to be like, can you download this for me? Because my stupid thing won't get it. So all of that help in a bunch of ways. And just, you know, I, I've been with my now wife for a long, long time. She's been there since the beginning and before media monarchy that of course, thinking about your, your own personal psyche at times, I definitely reached a point where it's like, Oh, I don't need to watch that. Like, I don't need to like, Oh, I have to watch this horrible thing for my work. It fortunately <laughs> reached the point where it's like, Oh good. I don't have to actually do that anymore. We can cover it. The info is out there. Here's the link. It's archived and saved, but I, I'm not, I don't need to watch it anymore. That's sort of how I feel as like a meme maker. I'm like forced to watch every state of the union address and everything. like, I'm like, fuck, that Cause sucks. You, cause you gotta, cause you gotta look for the gold. You gotta be hot. Yeah. You gotta get the fucking scoop on this guy. Oh, he just called the fucking Iranian or <laughs> Ukrainians, Iranians, you know, you gotta fucking catch his stupid gaffes. Man, I remember <laughs> back in the day, um, and again, this is still post 9-11, but there's not a one like, oh, I woke up. Oh, and I suddenly knew everything there was to know about the New World Order and blah, blah, blah. It's always, of course, a process, whether that's JFK or 9-11 or COVID or Food World Order or whatever. I remember watching the debates 
it would have to be 04, the the good the presidential 04 debates, which in the VP was Cheney versus who the fuck ever. I don't remember even anymore. Whoever was with Kerry, was it McCain? I think so. Ah. <laughs> All those days. <laughs> um, Cheney fucked up a, a URL, a web address meant to say .com when he should have said org or which, whatever it was. He had the wrong extension. And instantly, the you know, people were all watching it registered the incorrect thing that he said and posted up, you know, refutations of all the Bush Cheney lies and stuff. And That's that was a moment of like, amazing. Oh, man, like, this, is, yeah. this is obviously a whole, you know, 2004, still, you know, early Internet. But it's like, obviously, this is a whole new realm. And dudes like Cheney aren't going to be real swift fighters on this stage for two, you know, what, four, four more years. But after that, it was like, he's, he's gone as fuck. Is he still alive? I think he is, dude. Okay. With his baboon heart. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> Hell can't wait. Neither can I. And fucking oh, God. That piece of shit. Uh, then, so I was going to ask, like, what was your red pill moment? Do you, do you remember a time that it was just like no turning back? Like, was there a, was it 9-11? That definitely became the, the, the point. Um, and definitely not the day, the day of by any, by any stretch. But I have to remember that it was like, oh, all my Jello Biafra, Dead Kennedys, punk rock stuff was all pre-9-11. Um, grew up in the 80s. Skateboards, like punk rock, all that stuff was fucking rad. Um, I had an older brother who was a good skater, cool dude, was in with, and we were in a small, you know, you had to do a little bit of work to find the other cool kids and punks because we're in small town West Virginia in the 80s. Um, but the music, like for me, it was <laughs> the only thing I really took away from skateboarding besides skinning myself up and getting all bashed up and being like, I'm maybe not very good at this. Was the was the culture, was the music and the, and all the stuff, the art, all of that stuff. Um, Jello Biafra had these so the lead singer of Dead Kennedys, one of like the punk bands, spoke out against both fake sides. Um, in the late 70s and early 80s, he's run Alternative Tentacles, the record label, ever since then. He did these things after the band broke up in the 80s and 90s called Spoken Word, which was a new, even it was a new thing at the time. Because um, that's the same time as like slam poetry and spoken word, like all those sorts of things. These were lectures. It was dude giving lectures and it was him with all these newspapers and clippings and shit that he had collected and people had sent him because, again, it's pre-internet. Yeah. And he would do one, you know, one of these albums a year, maybe. And I listened the shit out of those. And it was mom. Mom hated him. She didn't like his voice. He has like a, you know, he can have a grating voice, I suppose. Sidebar, that's the funny fucking thing. I love radio and then was weaned on Jello Biafra and Alex Jones and fucking, you know, jerk ass big mouths. It's like, okay, remember, don't fall too much into that. <laughs> um, mom couldn't make me get rid of those tapes because he didn't swear. Yeah. There was no like easy, like, oh, this is bad. He just said cocksucker motherfucker tits or whatever. 
he was talking about politics and it's like, oh, the you know, stuff about the challenger. Like there wasn't any instantly actionable reason for my mom to take away those tapes. And of course she had taken away other tapes and that's a whole battle. Usually it's like this. <laughs> if I take away this thing that doesn't have any actual like bad language or stuff, like it starts to get in dicey territory of what you're censoring from your kid, by which point I was, you know, I was a teenager, a young adult. Um, so I listened to all this shit back in the nineties about politicians are crazy and the Bush family and the Clinton family. And, uh, are they still pretty solid? The spoken word out. That was the first place I ever heard about Franken food. He was the first place I ever heard talk about, you know, GMOs. And I believe that was on his 2000 album, Become the Media. Yeah. Which I would steal as his don't hate the media, become the media phrase. So I had all of that background, but it wasn't, I mean, I guess it wasn't something I did all the time. I mean, I didn't, I didn't stand for the pledge in, in public, dude. in high school. That Same here, dude. <laughs> Middle or like elementary school. My mom had me in Christian school and I refused oh. to fucking pledge. And they thought I was a Satanist. They said I, I had a demon. I was possessed. <laughs> I went to Christian school first, second, third grade. Um, <laughs> so of course I wasn't pulling off any protests at that point. Um, but the not standing for the pledge in high school coincided with Gulf War One, <clears throat> and and even just a, an aside, which does still tie in with all of this, saying no, and and also of course too, it's a different world. This is a post nine eleven world. I've said before, if I were in public school right now, they fucking shoot me up with whatever, and I'd have operation or uh, you know, oppositional yeah. defiance disorder and. Well, that's what they say my son has. So I, I just say that he's a good kid. <laughs> but to see that they couldn't do anything about it, that when you said no, it's like they couldn't, they can't make, they couldn't make me stand for the pledge. I got a couple talkings to, but that was about it. And to sort of, it's Dude, a I, at least I was in California. You were in West Virginia, man. man. That's, that's got to be 10 times as hard. It, it was a, it's a, it was a small town, smallest school, which I suppose in some ways could have made it worse. But again, it was just it was a diff it was a different time. Yeah, I think if it were post nine eleven, it probably would have been a very different Dude, scenario. They like don't they like tase like nine year old girls and put them in and like fucking handcuffs now for dumb shit well, <laughs> in public yeah. schools? Like all, they've all got yeah, they've all got cops and basically little jail jail cells in them and. Really, it really removes the illusion about exactly. what public schooling is. Um, but no, no red pill moment really pre 9 11, other than hey, I don't want to go along exactly with the mainstream. I like punk rock stuff and indie labels and things, and I want to be, you know, still some level of. I don't know independence for lack for lack of whatever all the other words might be. But no real red pill until after 9-11 when things in the past and you do all your diggings and all the various rabbit holes and you go, oh, that's right. The 90s were nothing but, oh, Bill Clinton's a giant rapist bombing nations and <laughs> all these investigations and all these things. 
Now you go, oh, that was constantly going on, even before he was elected. It was like, oh, Troopergate and all these other, you know, sex stories and weird things, even not even knowing about Mena, Arkansas, and maybe the drug drops and all of that shit. But just being somewhat, again, being a person, always, you know, parents always watch the news. And I sponge up a lot of that. So the red pill turned into 20 red pills after 9-11, probably, because I had knowledge of lots of the stuff in the past and can go, oh, shit, that's right. Oh, yeah, that was going on. Oh, man, that's right. My friend did join the military when Clinton was president and he was sent to Mogadishu or whatever. Like, there are all kinds of, uh, it's like, oh, all these military adventures for the peace party. I think maybe one of the first things that like broke my brain a little bit because like I was pretty fucking normie forever. I was I was even a Bernie bro in 2016, like a douchebag. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I ended up voting for what's his name, it, even worse, <laughs> Gary Gary fucking stupid Johnson. But <laughs> ah, uh, former former New Mexico governor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I was just thinking, like, one of the things that broke my brain when I was a fucking kid, because I watched 9-11 when it fucking happened, you know, like, we all fucking did, and and they so were how, even how saying... Old, how old were you then? I think I was probably, like, 13, 14, okay. something like that. And uh, I, I think it was just before high school, or maybe I was a freshman. But anyways, I, I saw that happen, and then them shift the blame over to fucking Saddam Hussein. And I was like, that, but he had nothing to do with it. And that was the thing that didn't make any sense to me. I was like, the problem is Afghanistan. You said they're in Afghanistan. And why the fuck are we invading Iraq? And I was the only one my age pointing that out. And no one had an answer for me. Adults didn't have an answer for me. They were just like, where do you love this country or not? Well, and that's when you can... <laughs> Again, it's like they say, you know, the mouths of babes and those things you go, oh, sometimes <laughs> it's a real simple contradictions to be pointed out that when you even just use their own shit, or it's like, well, you said this a bunch and now you're saying this a bunch and you've never explained the weird gulf between the two. We're just charging into the next current thing as we are currently doing again. That is my fucking favorite meme. I support the current thing. It's perfect. It's fucking perfect. Thirteen's <laughs> I, I, pretty young for nine eleven. I mean, it's like I was. Yeah. Yeah, I was twenty something. If I actually did the math, I could tell you how old I was, but I, I think yeah. I was. <laughs> yeah. But I still. We all still watched it all that day and watched it again and again and again that day. Um, but again, to kind of at least have, thankfully, that was the same moment that internet was becoming pretty ubiquitous. It went from like, oh, there's computers on campus to, oh, shit, I got a computer in the apartment. Um, my real red pill moment my real deal red pill moment was hey what's the footage of the plane hitting the pentagon look like we don't have that exactly and that (laughs) was that was my red pill off to the races moment i hadn't wondered anything about 9-11 other than god damn we sure have seen the same footage a bunch over and over again but there's these there's these other two attacks 
Why isn't there a bunch of footage of these? Oh, because they're even fucking sketchier than the ones you show us footage of a bunch. And that's, yeah, that was dude, it. I just, I don't understand how people haven't woken up as far as like, okay, so the Las Vegas shooter. No fucking fucking footage of that at all. Uh, every single time some crazy shit happens, there's no fucking footage. Wasn't it just even the New York subway, right, with that guy opened up some fire. They they said, sorry, the cameras weren't working again. It's like, I mean, but after... Then there's, but there was the, like, there's the, like, a little bit later, like, oh, blood, bloody, I'm people fucking shot footage. But there's not the... And can they always get away with this? Like, we don't want to air violent, terrible... It's like, whatever. You air that shit all the time. I mean, they could even just say, here it is on the website. If you're prepared to watch it, yeah. click this link. We're not going to put it on TV so your kids don't see it, right? But no, we don't get to see it. <laughs> after I mean, fucking Jeffrey Epstein, after the fucking Las Vegas shooter, after every single thing, like, why the fuck are people still asleep, man? There's, I mean, the main, the one piece of footage I remember, and I don't, I probably couldn't find it, of the Vegas shooting is down down in the audience because of course at any moment there would have been eight thousand people rolling video at the same time because um, you're at a concert. But there's some dude that's like, no, that's not gunfire. Like as they start to like as things start to kind of get wiggy, they, yeah, just to hear some good old boy voice be like, that's not that's not gunfire. Or I forget exactly yeah. how I said it, but it's the it was at the point where I was like, oh. Hearing shit about the 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 drone base that's nearby. Mm. There's some weird military base that's right nearby. There was there some. I mean, they'll well, blow up commercial. The fucking main narrative is some like drunk old man got up there and had a rifle and maybe a bunch of rifles and shot how many? Like it was 150 people that were shot or something like that out of a window. Like it's a ridiculous. Ridiculous story on its head. Like, and his and his wife has all kinds of sort of weird, like airline, like just enough odd again connections and way more questions than answers. Um, I, yeah, I mean we're we're right in, and I and I've been off been off the been off the air for the last the last two weeks, just kind of taking spring break. Um, you didn't miss much. <laughs> but I was about to say, yeah. I'm I'm surprised there hasn't been a a a giant kind of you know shooter terror shock and all event. Um, I say there's all it always still leads up kind of to May first. That's what I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask because like you guys, you guys have been doing this for so long, you've noticed patterns and like what do we have to look forward to? We have a big. <laughs> But again, it's 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 the people you know. It's the people whose work I I looked at who had yeah. also done done a bunch of that. People like Lauren Coleman and Copycat Effect, and just the people who look at literally. They're like, oh, here's the occult satanic calendars, and here's some of the windows, and here's things that's now things things that seem to happen in those times. Bad shit happens all the time. There's of course you know if you want to get into any sort of realm maybe you can nitpick and find all sorts of things 
I don't know if I've become, I don't know if measured would be the word after sort of having done media monarchy for, for 16 plus. There might be things where I might, I don't know, am I more likely to be like, well, I don't know, let's be, let's be reasonable. And then someone next to me would be like, oh, what the fuck ever, Illuminati just did that shit in front of your face. <laughs> don't even try and pretend. Yeah, it's fun to speculate. And so we can speculate sometimes, but I do get what you mean. <laughs> like, I, I've i been thinking about this. It's like, James, who do you think is really in charge of the country right now? We know it's not Jabez. Is, I mean, is... <laughs> is so a president I mean, ever in charge of the country? That's another thing to ask, but... I mean, it's it, we obviously know it's always been the intelligence agencies and their banks. Yeah. The bankers pretty much been running things. It's moments like these though, with, with people like Biden, where it becomes super obvious. That it's like, Oh, that yeah. I kind of like that. He's in office because everyone can see the fucking buffoon they have in charge right now. It's pretty fucking, it's spot on, dude. And Even Democrats, what, he's at thirty-three percent Illuminati confirmed. He's at thirty-three percent fucking uh, approval rates. And he and he said new world order just a couple weeks yeah. ago. Uh, but yeah, I mean, but that's that's what people's that's what we joked and laughed about the previous buffoon as well. Has it ever been so obvious what a joke politics are and that that's just the show business division of the military industrial complex? I don't know if that's a Frank Zappa line or maybe Clyde Lewis said that, but exactly. I mean, it, it's so it's so stripped bare as to yeah. be. At least when Trump was in office, it felt like a sitcom and I would laugh a lot more. <laughs> it's almost too sad to laugh at Joe Biden. It's, it's You're watching him pretty, deteriorate. Like, <laughs> it's pretty bad. I mean, there was a, I mean, a, there was a mile of yucks to be had over how dumb George Bush was, too. Yeah, but was. then it goes on, and it's just like, oh shit, I don't know how funny <laughs> this is anymore. <laughs> it does. It gets worse every time, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think we got next, Ben? Well, I was going to say, you're asking who's running things, aside from the intelligence agencies and their banks. I, I'm i into the idea that Obama is basically going to, to sort of preside over guiding Brandon off the presidential stage by the elbow. Mm. Good job, Grandpa. We're gonna yeah, go he's definitely that doing that work right now, right? When he visited the, the White House, and yeah, for sure, he's doing the nice, soft. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and, and, the, and again, the sad, funny stuff of the videos of literally no one wants to talk to Biden. Type that in. No <laughs> one wants to talk to Biden. And it's at this thing at the White House, and Obama's there. And there's a point where, I mean, he's literally like trying to yell and grab Obama for his attention. And it's sad and hilarious. But, uh, my sad and hilarious joke was, oh, yeah, good luck there, John Wayne Gacy. Ted Bundy's working the room. Yeah. <laughs> there's a way better dude at 
all of this than you are and people miss him and because he's better at helping run the new world order now that doesn't mean because i don't i don't think he can obama can't be president again but that means he can shepherd in kamala and it'll be and it'll all be this very like lovey touching it won't be like oh fuck biden's in the hospital he's demented oh my god emergency or maybe it will I imagine it being more of a. It will be behind the scenes, but we will get a we'll get a softer feel of. I imagine it playing out more as a touchy feely. Let's all be nice to Grandpa, and we'll do all this, and everybody will smile, and it'll be good, and it'll be a healing moment for the nation. Um, I have no idea. I don't remember how legally all that shit would work. If he were to step down, that means yeah. Kamala comes in. The third in line is Pelosi, but I don't. She think might be almost as bad. Yeah. I'll be, oh, of course. Well, oh, oh, as bad as Biden. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's clips and things where she makes appearances, and it's just like, holy shit! Like you're just a cue card reading zombie monster. You know how to do these couple of moves that you do. But other than that, it's like, holy shit, octogenarian crazy fucks are ostensibly in charge. You hear somebody like Joe Biden talking about canceling ghost guns. It's like, you have to think about it like, ask your grandma what a ghost gun is. You know what I mean? It's like, he doesn't know the fuck he's saying. Like, it's just ridiculous to have this guy making the fucking laws and passing shit. It's And then look at Congress. It's the same fucking thing. They're all over fucking 80. They're all demented and they all should be taken out to pasture. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, you know, and again, it'll all ratchet up because this year is a, is a, whatever the fuck they call it, the middle, <laughs> midterm elections. That's it. <laughs> like, what are their dumb words and garbage? Midterm elections are coming up this year, 2022. And I've joked on the show. Like, I see no reason why fake right shouldn't get as violent as fake left did over stuff. Mm. It all, I mean, obviously it shows you really, if you want to get what you want, you should like complain and like burn shit down a bunch. So what do you think is going to happen as far as that goes? Because I think either way, if, if Democrats win, I think you're right. The right will fucking riot this time. But the reverse is true, too. If the Republicans, because they're saying there's going to be a big red wave that's going to fucking sweep. I think we're going to get Antifa back like a motherfucker. And well, I got to be careful because I'm out here in Portland. And I... <laughs> oh, are you? Yeah. No, <laughs> oh, no shit. Where, whereabouts? Well, I actually moved... Uh, I was on the west side, and I moved actually up north. I'm up in Scapoose now, which is pretty oh, okay. nice, actually. Ah. Like, yeah, actually by the St. Like, past the St. John's Bridge. Okay. Like, yeah. yeah. It's pretty nice <laughs> up here, actually. <laughs> our our last, our last, because we, I, my wife and I lived in Portland for 13 plus years. Um, we moved to Santa Fe about four years ago for family. Um, our last visit to Portland a couple years ago actually in the fall of 2019, right before everything wrecked. Uh, we stayed with Buds up in St. John's. While we were nice. Um, St. John's is a fun part of Portland still. I like St. John's. It's it, a pretty yeah. cool little town. We were there. It wasn't a, t- it wasn't a ton of time. Um, and for people that don't know, 
St. John's is a suburb north of, of Portland. It's a, it's a little bit of a hike. Um, and there's not a ton of buses and public transportation going there as there are, as there is sort of in the middle of the city. I think that's what makes it better actually. Oh, for sure. sure. (laughs) It keeps the riffraff out. I was just thinking that I was like, man, it would be nice if there was a max that came here. And I was like, no, it's not, it wouldn't be good at all. (laughs) I mean, there's when I lived there, there's the obvious map of crime in relation to max stop Mm -hmm. is, 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 much like Lauren Coleman's work in the copycat effect, <laughs> you can you can show all of it and, and map it all out. I was just going to joke. The last time we were there, I went to see Morrissey at the Moda Center. Um, Interpol opened, but I had to get back to staying with friends in St. John's and was able to finally get a flag a cab. And it was the sort of thing where it's so far away, but. He kind of looked at me. He was like, where are you going? I was like, St. John's. He's like, get in. Because of that means. Because <laughs> it's a long trip. He's like, oh, fuck yeah. You're not going three blocks. Hell yeah, St. John's. Sweet money. <laughs> uh, I'm going to grab another beer. Grab, man. Stupid cans. <sighs> what are you drinking, man? I'm not telling. <laughs> You drinking some local beers? Technically, yes, and that's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's kind of the beer of the National League football team that's about five hours north. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, cheers to you. That's what cheers, I'll, brother. We miss. Portland we miss, has some good the beer. The main thing we miss about. Portland and Oregon is the is the food, the water, the the the, the air when yeah, it's not it's nice, when man. it's not forest fires and shit. But dude, it's so fucking bizarre out here, dude. And you can really tell that they're fucking with the weather out here. Like we just it started snowing out here. It doesn't fucking like it snows like the latest I've ever seen it was like in February before. It was like snowing a week and a half ago. It was fucking wild. Well, he shut down Cornelius Pass. Like, everything was just, like, done. You, I mean, fortunately, there's, you've got a, you've got a chunk of media monarchy people up around Pacific Northwest. I don't know if you've ever met up with anybody, but there's definitely. I haven't. I need to, because you always talk about, who's the chef that's out here, too? I'm another fucking chef out here. I got to, Jake, yeah. is it? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I got to go hang out with Jake. Yeah. Get, get a beer with him. Um, he, and I don't, this isn't, I have a few moments because I don't, I mean, I haven't done a bunch of interviews. That's something I've been doing on this break from, from the show. So I've had a couple of moments where it's like, oh shit, I'm running my mouth a bunch. Like, am I allowed to say that or say this? (laughs) Um, I don't think it's talking out of school to say actually that chef Jake just finally after a while and much struggle because he'd been with him for a long time he put in his notice at the restaurant he'd been with for a long time because everything is stupid dude i get it the food service industry is dead like it was already dying it was it was fucking dying and this put a fucking bullet hole right in the head it's wild man i'm the, looking the to get food out industry the 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 con the concert yeah, biz for a lot for a lot of people. It's people, all going to be on the metaverse, know. man. 
We're going to have concerts in the fucking metaverse. I was thinking about it. I was like, man, if I could adopt this early, I could teach cooking classes in the metaverse and then like have <laughs> some yes, dumb good. shit. Like, that's good. There's, I mean, yeah, no, yeah, don't, yeah, that's, there's a few ideas that we <laughs> kick around. It's like, if I, I could put- figure out a way to then deliver food to them, you know, like, <laughs> But there's some ideas that I would definitely sell to a multinational corporation. While there's some other ideas where it's like, oh, fuck you. That's no, I'm going to do that for, you know, media monarchy. There's other things we kick around. It's like, oh, I'd totally sell that. It's like, that's a good idea that they haven't thought of. (laughs) Well, I just gave it to them. That's all right. There it is. I know. That's I, I do that a bunch on the show. You just you just give away ideas. Hopefully million dollars right there. Hopefully they were things you were never going to have the time to do anyway. And that hopefully by giving it out there, people go, oh shit, I'm going to do that. Have you ever, have you ever fucked around on the metaverse? No, I mean, that's, I was going to say, man, that it's like, I'm literally like, (laughs) yeah, it's pretty wild, dude. I I have a friend that's super into it. Uh, I got a couple friends that are really into it. And one of my buddies, he took me like, you're basically walking through a mall and like, there's an art studio and you go into it and there's artwork on the walls and they're NFTs and you can buy them right there. And I, I know exactly how you feel about those. And it's just, it's so goofy. It's so wild. And him and my buddy Sal fucking love the metaverse and think that that's, that's where it's at. And I had Sal, Sal, the or, Sal, the come on and, and he sold me on on the metaverse, but man, I'm still the, questioning it. Like, I think it's the thing. It scares me. It has to be <laughs> probably the thing for me. Aside from any, like, I'm not taking that vaccine kind of thing. But as far as like, man, I've got the phones, I've got the streams, I've got a device, I've got Wi-Fi. I don't want anymore. Trying to get everything. Trying to go back to just everything wired again. Um, which, of course, we haven't achieved, but um, there, there was like, oh, I've done that. I've done that. I mean, Jesus, when in that in that fall 2019 was when we went to go visit and meet James Corbett in Japan. We had never met before. We and, and Cassie and I had never been out of the country, let alone to like Japan. Um they scan you scan my fucking face to get in. It's not like <laughs> it's like, oh, here's my passport or the photo that I had to have to get this far. And then you get into the airport and it's like, oh, here's the thing where it scans your face. It's like, okay, I've already adopted that and already in on that. I just feel like metaverse NFT VR or not even VR, but the AR. That that's my just like I'm not doing it, man. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to play with it. I'm going to be crazy old man and listen to my records. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that and the bugs. Fuck off with the bugs. I'm not, I'm not eating your bugs. I'm not eating your fucking bioengineered meat. I'm not eating your fucking impossible burger. You can Good stuff point. all Good of point. that up there your are, ass. There are multiple other <laughs> <laughs> cliffs that are, are, you know, hills that will die on. Yeah, or you got to pick a couple. Yeah, well, hopefully. <laughs> if they have anything to do with it they'll fucking well and that's i mean 
What do you think about – I think you even – maybe I even heard that from you. It was like Ted Kaczynski has been like pen palling fucking Greta Thunberg. Right. I thought it was the funniest fucking – like, okay, we're in a simulation. Uh-huh. This is <laughs> it's like, damn. I put, like If you just like sat back and like, I'm going to come up with some funny fake shit. Um, that comes from a, a long time basically like – in. I think their Twitter account is like NT Lawyer. I think they are an entertainment lawyer. I think they are a Hollywood professional and have been for a long time. Now, this is, of course, it's like, I think they're a military insider with top level clearance. And that's why they're posting all these amazing things as Q. <laughs> Again, one man's bullshit is another man's totally real profit. Um, I believe they are an entertainment lawyer that has basically a like a, a blog that they've run for years that has had a bunch of you know like i joke about tmz it's like when's the last time you've heard about anybody suing tmz they may be vulture paparazzi you know goblins but their shit is right i, I don't know if you remember and they've been around in this when tom petty died there was a bunch of back and forth all through the day, maybe even longer, that was like, no, he's alive. He's in the hospital and is struck, but he's... And at the end of all of it, it was like, TMZ was right. They said he was dead. Like, da-da. Yeah. Like, so there's an element to tabloid junk that when it comes to ambulance chasing shit, that it's like, dude, that is their bread. Like, they are good at that shit. Um, hey, they have more credibility than fucking <laughs> New York Times or any of that shit. What is the, um, what is the, uh, the CNN Plus app? Because everybody has... 21 days it lasted, something yeah. like that. <laughs> and they really- put out some statement saying that, like, in the future, they're hoping that there'll be 39 million subscribers that that will help them keep it going and something. They can't even get like 500,000 viewers on a single fucking show at night and stuff like that. And they think they're going to get 39 million people to fucking subscribe and pay for their dog shit. Um, I think, <laughs> and, and Netflix is, has been, Netflix had shitty first quarter numbers, which of course scares investors, which means your shit tanks. What so do you think? Been, what's failing Netflix right now? Do you think it's because they're getting woke? Or do you think it's because? Do you think people are just sick of fucking Netflix? They have dog shit on. It's not even good. Their propaganda sucks. Honestly, that was my own. Because we, I mean, we had Netflix back when it was just getting DVDs in the mail. I loved it. It was great. And then That's I used great. to rip I them. Love, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I wish they would have spun yeah. off as a separate, the separate business that they. I don't know if you remember. There was this thing. They made an announcement. We're gonna. Yeah. What was the company's name? It was some. It's on the top of my. Yeah, tip of my tongue. Yeah, that was funny. But I and 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 they and everybody was mad and they backed they backed off and that was for me even a funny where it was like, hey, say what you want about crazy corporations. They listened to people who were like, oh shit, you guys don't like that idea. Okay, we won't do it. It was like I almost feel like it was popcorn something. 
It was like their son, right? Wasn't it like the CEO's son? He like took over that branch and they separated it. That that it was some fucking stupid story yeah. behind it. Yeah. But then, well, and isn't this funny? Because I never realized this. Um, this shit I learned from media monarchy people. Reed Hastings, and this was the dude who, when the 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 DVD spinoff thing was a fail, was the guy that was like, "Oh, sorry, that's wrong. We won't do it. We've listened to you." He's always been the the public like CEO of Netflix that I've always known. What I didn't know is that one of the co-founders is a Edward Bernays off, off offspring. I don't know mm -hmm. what great how 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 far it is, but dude, Edward Bernays is this crazy son of a bitch. But and there it is. So and there's his, his people still doing his thing. Now I often, or at least I want to often kind of talk about the sins of the father because it's like oh they're in the all families they're all the same they'll do the stuff it's like oh then that means someone could smear me as like oh that media monarchy he actually works in coal or because that's what his dad did in west virginia it's like oh that's not true at all but uh i could like someone could reasonably try and throw that accusation at me i suppose there's very <laughs> very little to back it up other than my dad worked in coal i never have um, but you ask, what's the fail of Netflix? It's all those things, probably, and more. I think a bunch of it is the same thing that with Apple a few years ago, they have to finally admit, because they can go to do all their investor things. Year after year, there's more growth, more iPhones sold. There's But at some point, like, okay, every fucking buddy and the homeless people have a smartphone. So you're, it's like you you can't keep growing that market. You have to finally admit to your shareholders at some point, oh, we probably plateaued in that area of uh, our business. I think a bunch of that is with streaming. There's just fucking 800 streaming platforms. They all have the most important shows right now that you must see. And I think, you know, most people can't, nor should they, <laughs> try and keep up with not only all those shows, but all those paid yeah. subscriptions. Um, and that's something very easy to stop. You ain't stopping going to the grocery store, but mom, don't cancel the Netflix. Oh, shit, you did it. That's the thing. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right, dude. People are fucking hungry. <laughs> fucking and money is worthless. Like food fucking production, like uh, distribution fucking centers are burning to the fucking ground spontaneously out well, of nowhere. And, and you, like, well, you you asked for uh, maybe before we were or rolling, rolling. You asked for any sneak previews because I had just had just okay. the latest episode of New World next week. Corbett had a story. Brock had a story, and I wandered around for a minute, going, "Oh, what's my story? Oh, that the food thing, the food fires. Duh. Yeah. Obviously, that's my story. Media monarchy people have been on top of that from the get go, and I've been off the air. Dude, that meme just blew up too. I did the fucking like over a dozen food distribution centers burning to the ground. It's that fucking meme where it's like there's a light post, and the light is like shining. Are you familiar with that? Yeah. And then the other one is like. Johnny Derp had, you know, <laughs> Johnny Derp's trial. Yeah, it's so fucking stupid. Like, everyone's paying attention to Amber Heard shit on the bed. You know? <laughs> did, did, I, I didn't, I've never searched it. I didn't hear it anywhere. 
Have you ever heard Johnny Derp from anyone other than Media Monarchy? No, I think I definitely got that from you. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> okay. No, I steal catchphrases. I put them into my meme sometimes for that's me. A, so. that's, that's what I did. <laughs> that's what I did with lots of stuff. But now I have I've come up with some of my own shit. So I I fucking love it to see people make stuff out of it. The memes I've seen too surrounding that are related to essentially. All that Ghislaine Maxwell trial footage we watched. Oh, wait, we saw zero. Hey, here's Johnny Derp and his girlfriend fucking. Yeah. yeah. You'll get that <laughs> trial around the clock. Now, of course, I mean, all of that has to do with legalistic shit and federal trials and blah, blah, blah. They're able to explain those sorts of things away about why but they know. always are and that's why that that was that type of trial you know so that they wouldn't have to show us the fucking footage it's on purpose and it's bullshit <laughs> uh is, is is she gonna make it to june i mean i'm not sure she's weird. not already dead i like i question everything man i don't know if the bitch is in prison i don't know if she was ever you know like she could be sitting on a beach in tel aviv like i have no idea because be we only get the sketches and that's that's I think that's been one of the memes as well, which also helps make the point. It's like here's a fucking comic depicting the worldwide child kidnapping rape rings connected to the highest levels of politics and government. Yeah, we get some weird, you know, etching of that from like a you know lithograph or some shit. Someone but, busted yeah. out a meme a second ago. It was like uh, she, she's the first one uh, convicted. Of trafficking children to no one? Question mark. Like, cause we we have no idea who the fuck. Yeah. Yeah. No. Sorry. Well, yeah. We don't <laughs> find out any of those other questions about it. But they've gone through all the steps. That's, I guess, why I wonder whether she's dead or gets whacked or publicly or not. Doesn't even matter at this point. They've no. already done a show trial and going. Oh, she's bad. Don't ask why. We'll be right back. <laughs> So who do you think right now, uh, so this is like rando questions that I had for you. Like, is there a head of a snake that's running this world? Are there multiple? Is this like competing gangs? Like, is this like mafia wars that we're, that we're experiencing right now? I, that's, I have tried to always kind of look at it that way. I think that's the, I think looking at it that way makes the most sense. I feel like it has the most evidence and I feel like it's the way to not spend a bunch of time arguing about the Jews. Why don't you it's just say it, man? And it's this argument about who actually runs stuff. Because, of course, you know, it's the fucking Jesuits. You shill. So to not have all of these like I'm compacted into this group. And if you don't think that this one thing is the all end all be all bad then we can't work together i mean shit that's that's something i learned from those old jello be offer tapes when he was criticizing the left for excluding people for not being aligned on all the stuff well i'm not going to work with you because you're not a vegetarian and he said yeah. that in the thing so i go well i'm not going to put you in my zine because i don't think you're punk enough it's like, aren't we, don't we have way more things in common that we're all, so to see all these little weird divisions, it feels like trying to pinpoint it and say, it's all the, 
is See, that's another divide and conquer in a way. For sure. I think that's what the elites always fucking do. They find ways to divide us. And it's it's all the way back to the British. I always blame the British for everything. I any t- it's like six degrees from Kevin Bacon. Like any modern fucking problem, I could be like, yeah, this is England's fault. And that's the thing <laughs> is that any of those stance, any of those stances do have a ton of evidence to support it. Any of those stances, there have been moments where I've probably gone, oh shit, maybe it really is all that. Okay, no wait, it can't be. So, oh, okay. Other random questions that I had for yeah. you. I, I love this stuff, man. And I get to talk to my hero right now. Yeah. Do you think that there's a spiritual element to any of this? Do you take any stock in our leaders being Luciferians or Satanists or anything like that? That's another one where it's like, it sure seems like it has to come back to that. So I get raised in the 80s, born again, parents. I have to go to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. All my life till I was 15. Southern Baptist, satanic panic, 80s. I was some flavor of Pentecostal. So I was ah. the opposite of you, but the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I probably rejected all of that at the time. And of course, was kept away from, from movies and music and all, you know, because it's there's some of those famous dudes that did the I'm going to play queen backwards for you and hear it say the backwards masking, the messages and stuff like those dudes came to my church. I saw them. <laughs> that's awesome. They dude. came with, you know, it's almost like the science project, like tri panel displays of shit of like, here's what drug paraphernalia looks like. Here's Billy Idol and Michael J. Fox and all this occult imagery and stuff. Which, of course, as a kid who's kept away from all of that, is like, oh, that seems intriguing, this stuff I'm kept away from. So I reject all of that, dive fully into music and media and film and art, and that's what I went to college for. I immediately started to DJ. That's pretty much been my, my life's work, as it were. Now to flip back around and go, oh, shit. They weren't totally wrong. They were right about some shit, but maybe not for the for the for the reasons I maybe think that are correct that are correct. Now, is there a spiritual element to this? There has to be because yeah. it's been invoked. Whether it was real or whether it was co-opted or whether it was fake, there's still a spiritual element to this. Um I've said a bunch on the shows um, from coming from a religious background about a certain, essentially the stuff they talk about in end times, prophecy, revelation, Armageddon stuff. And I don't even get heavy into much of that in media monarchy at times. But I've said throughout the whole thing, when you hear they blew up the Dome of the Rock, shit's on. So in the Bible, the Dome of the Rock, the Al-Aqsa Mosque, it's a mosque on Jewish land, they say. So it's built into all this stuff. So even again, as whether you were 13 during 9-11 or I was 13 in the church, it's like, so if all this stuff is written down, it's all supposed to happen. It's God's will. Well, aren't you guys, aren't we all just kind of making it? 
happen. Like it's gonna, we're all gonna work towards this because this is God's will and this is the thing that's gonna happen. Yeah, man, that to me was the wildest thing because what you're describing right now is Christian Zionism, and it's a big fucking thing. And yeah, in the American Christian Church, yep. and it's dude, and it's to me, it's the craziest conspiracy theory in the entire world. And they're trying to, it's a death cult because they're trying to make the end of the world come. So they're like. And it was so wild to me that, like, we had who was it? It was uh, uh, Mike Pompeo. We had uh, who? Mike yeah. Pence. Yeah, we had uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, the the Bolton, the mustache. Uh-huh. We had, like all those guys <laughs> were fucking Christian Zionists, dude. All those dudes were like, and they had the lever of power for a minute, and they were mm-hmm. doing everything they could to fucking bring about the end of the world. That's what they were like. Yep, we're moving the fucking the embassy to fucking Jerusalem. We're doing this, that, the other, like they're trying, they're pushing it, dude. And like that to me was the craziest time. And maybe that was the closest we got to the end of the world. I have no idea. They were fucking. So they call it. Um, and I used to work with a guy who still does a fantastic show has been in alt media for longer than I have. Clyde Lewis. He does a show called ground zero with Clyde Lewis. He's been paranormal, parapolitical since 95. Um, he, I don't think coined the phrase, but he talked a bunch about exactly what you're saying. They want to emanatize the eschaton, meaning they want to make imminent, like to be in, like, oh, when is it? Oh, that shit's imminent. Yeah. The end times. So it's yep. a bunch of syllables to say they're trying to bring about the end of the world as has been written about. So it's going to happen. Um, I mean, have you heard? Of course, I don't. He doesn't come up anymore, so you might not have heard me then say, because if you're more of a COVID-era guy, I always referred on the shows, Pastor Pence. Mike Pence always reminded me of, like, ever since I first saw him, that it was just like, that dude's <laughs> like the dude I went to church with. Like, he looks and acts and speaks. Mm-hmm. And like seeing him, he's good at it too. He's slimy and weird, but he's good at it because I remember watching the vice president debates like between him and Kamala, and he smoked her ass. And there's, I mean, there's not to, I mean, to even sort of, yeah, (laughs) there couldn't be bigger, different choices to make. Do you want crazy white preacher guy or? crazy black cop lady oh, they, fuck. <laughs> i'm sure they both have sucked the same amount of cocks like i'm sure that <laughs> whether whether figurative or real or literal <laughs> that's again either way it's what bill hicks would say is like oh they suck satan's cock they don't <laughs> maybe think they do but that's what's yeah that's what's weird about all of this um Again, saying to people, it's like, you might not be religious, but there's a billion people who are, and they're working towards a bunch of this. What what sucks a bunch, bringing it back to close to home and all of that is, I don't know, do you know people that basically are like, oh, that just means the rapture is that much closer. <laughs> My praise, mom. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Anytime happy. I bring up some crazy shit, she'd be like, well, it's just good that Jesus is coming back soon. So that's all it means, and it's okay. <laughs> I'm like, uh, okay, I, so, okay. So you and I have the you and I have the exact same person doing. I that. managed to get my mom to not get the jab. That's one thing. 
my sister, my niece, my nephew, like the rest of that side of the family, like my immediate family at home, no pokes. But I, my mom was the one person huh. that I got to fucking. <laughs> that's, well, that's something. That's something. I definitely. My, yeah. I just, <laughs> I feel like it's, and it's not like it was never there before. It's just only increased more. And it's made me kind of think, oh, is that part of co-opting the churches? is to basically make a bunch of people go, oh, I'm going to sit on my hands while Israel starts World War IV because it's in the book. See, but see, that prepped them because, like, the same people, the exact same people are the same Q people that were told to just, like, like, this is the time to pick up your gun. Like, they're doing some crazy shit. And they're like, just trust the plan. Let's just sit down. We're all right. We're trusting the plan because they got this. It's the same thing. It's the same fucking people too. It's that was the whole Christian Zionist movement. They got co-opted. It's wild. Ultimately, whether it's the Q people or I got an Obama phone, it's just different flavors of. Yeah, I pledge allegiance to the state. And that takes different flavors for different people. Ooh, I don't really like that flavor. Ooh, I love this one. But it's all still the same same bunch of junk. <laughs> well, brother, we're rounding up on an hour, and I want to be respectful of your time. I have just another couple questions for you. Uh, what's your favorite cryptid? I like to ask people that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it has to be Mothman, because I'm West Virginia. Um I really, and this is what I kind of realized, like, like how current most video gaming kind of setups are. So they put out this Fallout 76 game a few years ago, and it's literally West Virginia. It's set in West Virginia. It's all it like they mapped like it actually is like I because I read a bit about it. It was like it felt not just a like, hey, some West Virginia thing. It's the state. It's all mapped out. The geography, the topography, the the climate of the different like. It's actually kind of lovingly done, from what I could tell, just from from the research. So they put out this video game that I totally want to play, and so I figure out that it's like, oh, I just have to buy the machine to play the game, and then I buy the game, and then I just have to subscribe to be able to be on the machine and play the game every month. It's like, like, fuck fuck this. I can't. Again, that was the point. It was like, I've played video games all my life, dude. I had the thing from Sears that was basically Pong. Then I had a ColecoVision. I had a Nintendo 8-bit. Then it was a little while, of course. Then I had the first PlayStation. Like, I've played, you know, video games, for better or worse, have been, has been in my life the whole time. That's the like, no, I'm not going <laughs> in the metaverse. I'm not getting a shot and I'm not subscribing to play a game. Again, I'm old school. I buy the game. I get to play the game. I'm totally down with new DLC that I've learned about. That isn't that downloadable content. I have the, you know, the fucking Zelda games for the Switch because I've played Legend of Zelda all my life. So they you play Breath, Breath of the Wild? Breath of the Wild. Oh, I fucking love it. Amazing shit. Like, so good. Of course I got it. <laughs> but I got the tiny, hilariously miniature cartridge for the Switch. Um, I've bought games off of the Switch virtually again. It's not like I don't have a foot pretty deep into some of this shit. But again, there are these moments of just like, 
fuck that. I'm not doing it. Uh, but I do have some Mothman patches and pins and stuff for my... Uh, I've been working on a... No one's really seen it. I've been working on a metal jean jacket vest in my own style. Hell yeah. So it's got some Mothman. It's got some Mothman cryptids on there. Um, it also has the... What is it? The Flatwoods Monster. That's another West Virginia cryptid. And that's something... Um, I mentioned Lauren Coleman of the copycat effect. He's kind of a renaissance man. He does a bunch of different stuff. He's actually a cryptozoologist and does tons of stuff. He runs the Cryptozoology Museum in, in Maine. That's awesome. I oh, just yeah, found Paul. out there's a Bigfoot museum out here in Boring. I got to go check it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the one answer, the one word answer, Mothman, I have to say. Awesome, brother. Well, I appreciate you, man. Do you have any last minute? You want to plug anything else? Tell people what to do. Um, the the most I guess recent thing that's sort of new to all the stuff because I've basically done the thing I've done for years. I do I do a radio show where I talk about the news. I play, I think, important music, and it's all put together in a way that I think is I joke and call it edutainment. I know that's a it's a backhanded compliment. But I like my media to, to have something to it. I love to read liner notes on albums. I'm basically trying to do shit that turned me on to be able to do all of this shit. <laughs> Put that on my gravestone. Um, Newworldnextweek.com is the store that we launched last year. So it's funny. New World Next Week is the show James Corbin and I have done for almost 13 years. I am blessed to be able to work with, I think, some of the most important people in alternative media. And I get to be the fucking geek playing some records in the background for giant important work, I think. Um, so Corbett gets kicked off of Patreon. Corbett gets kicked off of YouTube. He gets People get kicked off of platforms. He was basically making DVDs in his apartment with a half-busted uh, duplicator tower. When we so when we went to when we hung out in Japan, and I'd maybe been thinking about it before, but something like that maybe helped me put it together. That it's like, man, let us manufacture DVDs from the states and send them out from here because that's more of like that's going to be more of where the audience is than Japan. He doesn't have a huge audience in Japan. His audience is in the in the English speaking world. So we launched NewWorldNextWeek.com. We have now four Corbett Report documentaries that have been made onto DVDs, which to me becomes that much more important. Again, it's like, oh, you deleted that. Oh, you deleted that stuff off of Spotify because it said wrong stuff. It's like we made a physical thing that's way harder to delete or get rid of. And we can tell even just on, the, on our end of it, this actually was today. We thought somebody made a mistake. Oh, why'd they order twice? Oh, there's two addresses. So people are even making orders yeah. and, and sending stuff off to, to other people. So having a store where we can start to sell DVDs and we started to sell shirts because everybody loves shirts. Um, might make a hat. But new, NewWorldNextWeek.com also has the, the radio play that we made last year called Octopus. And it's about Danny Casolaro, 
the journalist that was found dead in a motel in West Virginia 30 years ago when we put it out. We, we nailed the anniversary of his death to hopefully to capitalize on getting people interested in the story about the guy who was found dead, who was investigating the software that was stolen by the dad of that lady we were just talking about, maybe not being in court at all and maybe being on a beach in Tel Aviv. The connections to Danny Casalero to today are bonkers. And we made a radio play about it. Um, so it's kind of in the style of a five episode thing that we aired on Media Monarchy. People can go check that out. It's that's a it's a digital download. Um, it's the easiest thing to buy off the store because it's delivered instantly digitally. Um, in addition to the radio play, there's four gigabytes of audio, video, PDFs, documents that I put together all in this giant zip file package. That's all of my work, all of Corbett's work and other people's work on Danny Casalero and the Octopus and the Promise software and Inslaw and the Maxwells and all of that stuff, uh, which also includes the Native American lands. They just had a giant popular concert on for two weekends in a row. Coachella ties into this. Native American grounds where they used to, you know, just test like bioweapons and weird advanced like weaponry and stuff. All of that stuff is in this giant zip file on the octopus. Um, I mean, it's funny. I haven't actually said this, but arguably that's literally worth the, the price of admission alone is to get four gigs of documentation that you are not very easily going to find on the internet anymore because it's stuff that I've collected and worked on over the you know 16 plus years of doing media monarchy. Why? That's awesome, man. Fucking A. Well, James, you're doing the fucking Lord's work. <laughs> You and James, the two James. So, <laughs> man, I appreciate you. I'm going to hit the outro, and thank you, brother. Thanks so much, buddy. Peace.